Hey, greetings all you hard slingers out there. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, welcoming you once again to the show. Episode 4. I remember when I was first kicking around the idea of what the next AP we would run on the show would be. And with the backlog of adventure paths produced by Paizo for Pathfinder 1E, it seemed like a no-brainer which pond we would fish in. It was just a matter of picking which fish we were going to eat that night. And I think at one point it had been decided that we'd pick up the Carrion Crown Torch and run with Book 3. But that just that didn't seem right and didn't sit well with me to continue the AP, knowing that some of the hard slingers who had ran in that campaign were no longer with the show. And then when we began looking at some of the D&D campaigns, I had to admit that I was over the Forgotten Realms rehash of the same modules that have been released year after year over the course of all these different editions. And it wasn't until Radke had mentioned that he had played Pathfinder 2E and he had a blast doing so. So after doing some research and being more than a little impressed with the mechanics, I did a consensus with the other hard slingers and they were down for trying something new. After all, as it says in our SEO bio, that we're down for trying any new system or addition. The only stipulation being that it has to use a D20. And yes, I know there are some really cool systems out there that don't use a D20, but you know what, maybe we'll bend the rules a little bit to uh, maybe curtail those into the show, but that, that, that's down the future, and that's something that we are thinking about doing, so uh, don't look me cross-eyed. Anyways, I'm, I'm trying to explain something here to you guys. So, after reviewing some of the 2E adventure paths, uh, Blood Lords looked to be the best fit. We ran it by all the other hard slingers, and yeah, everybody was on board. It was a new AP that was just now coming out, and it looked like uh, we'd almost have a clear shot at it. And so, here we are. And although we're still in the early stages of the AP, I think we have a winner. And I know that I and the other hard slingers want to represent with good form. And I hope it shows. So if all of you are enjoying the ride and want to help support the show, head over to patreon.com slash worldofheart20podcast and check out some of the different tiers over there. Perhaps you can help out the show as well. And be aware, our YouTube channel wants to see you bang that little bell. Yeah, bang the shit out of it. Make it see stars. And while you're making the stars appear, don't forget to leave us that five-star rating and review on whichever podcast app you listen to the show on. And yeah, we're on all the major and minor apps. So all you gotta do is plug it in your search engine, roll the hard 20 podcast, booyah! We be playing for you. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so, you know what? Let's have some more fun. Let's warm up our dice and top off our glass as World of Hard 20 Podcast presents our Blood Lords run-through, episode four. everything what what did you hear the green ranger the green power passed. green power ranger died yeah. what no longer with us just 49 years old he committed suicide was it jason david frank man yeah well there was yeah okay i don't know you just never that know remake, what people are going through man 
No, you don't. You know, I don't want to make make light of that. I don't have anything funny to say about that. Respect. That's why I know you can't see it, but I got a green shirt on. I got a green hat. A little respect. That was honestly a big hero for me when I was a kid. So, Yeah, I never saw the show. It was like past my, I had, I had a, it was like out of my thing, you know, like I got Voltron and Thundercats were about my thing. And then after that, when the camp, the planet stuff started, I never saw any of that stuff afterward. You guys were drinking beers and chasing chicks at that point. Battle of the Planets, man. Battle of the Planets. I was 11 and she was 17, son. I only remember the pink one. We were actually, we were actually running from cops at that point. (laughs) (laughs) We were... You have to stop and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do you remember that night? Oh, yeah. that was not fun, man. Sam's like, nope, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm still looking for you guys. It's like asking <laughs> to remember one night out of however many. It seemed like that was that every weekend, and we weren't doing like stupid stuff, but we were you know, running around dressed like ninjas <laughs> or something and just being <laughs> being yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but the bolo's still out. Yeah. Oh man, that was some good times back then, man. Yeah, it was good times. At the time, I don't think they felt good, but uh, and I thank you all for visiting me uh, at the pen. You know that was nice. It was great. <laughs> well, you you know, still write to yourself. I got to man. write it off, so as a conjugal visit, <laughs> as a conjugal, conjugal, conjugal. Every visit is a conjugal. Done. We've. It's a con. You guys remember the movie uh, UHF? Oh, yeah. You remember the character of the con, the karate guy? And he's like, oh, well done, Weaver. Come roll on the wheel of fish. I think Brian and I saw it. So good. I think Brian and I saw that at AMC. Which one's that one? Orange UHF, the Weird Al. (laughs) I never saw the movie. That's a sleeper hit, man, and it's got a young Cosmo Kramer in it playing uh, Stanley Spadowski. Really? Remember, he was the janitor, and he goes in to be the uh, kid show host, and they like I never him. saw it. I just said that, man. You two that shit. It was a year after we graduated, so it wasn't you and me. Yeah, I'd been working at the theater then at that time. 89, baby. Yeah, I remember seeing the posters and all that for that. No, it never I was do. a big hit. I do remember, though, Brian, you and I going to see Colors at AMC Orange on opening night. I didn't ah, see that. We, we saw Colors. From Beyond, remember? Pac-Man, FIFA. I could have sworn you and I saw Colors together there. No, I think I, I ended up watching that at some time. I saw bits and pieces of it by visiting Sam and Eric while they were working there. <laughs> I would sneak in there and watch little bits of this and that and... That was the one with Chris Penn, and then they stole that character for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I really liked that. Did they? Yeah, he was the one of the shitty cops. There was the guy that was Samuel Jackson, and he was like the main dickhead, and then the other cop, and he's the guy you blast in his uh, Mustang later. Well, we're ready to uh, lead ourselves into this new episode of Blood Lords. Lead us into Blood Lords, and I will lead us to victory against this foul crit rolling equin that's kidney punching this dirty fighting dog actually horse i'm sorry you're muted what'd you say <laughs> greetings fellow <laughs> slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast it is i your trusted gm brian welcoming you to another episode of our dr- 
Blood Lords. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got to redo it. Take it out of the past. What's this wee shit? You're the you only one doing on the monologues. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, the Royal Slayers. Week. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, welcoming you to another episode, episode four of our Blood Lords run through, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yes. I almost said your trusted handler. No. <laughs> that no, handle this, baby. I'd do it again, man. You can't Jeez. handle the colors. The colors. <laughs> you can't handle it. So last episode, you guys uh, managed to bring Sebastian to the vertical upright position once again. <laughs> and time to start exploring this uh, Urgag farm. Urgag's farm. Urgag's farm. See if, uh, if anything's really salvageable or possibly if there's any clues or any reason why this farm stopped producing the food after having dealt with several of these zombie dogs and zombie people. And I think you guys pretty much deduced that the impaled halfling that's plowed against the northern interior wall is actually Braddock, Berline's cousin, most likely a uh, I don't really know how many halflings they've employed here, but uh, that that's probably the least of your problems right now as you found yourselves being chased by two more zombie hounds and now a zombie horse. The horse just attacked Khan. Khan, you rightfully used a gold doubloon. Got yourself out of a bit of hot water getting out from underneath that hard 20 that you're trusted GM Brian rolled. But we still have two hounds and we have two adversaries. So let's uh let's let's do a little fun things here with these guys. So the first hound is actually going to move up towards you, Rena. It bears its teeth at you and begins its attack. 13 to hit. Probably gonna miss. Ah. It's third action. It's going to try again, obviously at a negative five. And that does worse. Stupid dog. The second stupid dog goes directly after <laughs> Khan, passing Rena, passing Sebastian, <laughs> passing. The wall. <laughs> <laughs> GM seems very aggressive tonight. It That's seems like right. He has it out for me. Oh my gosh. Bloodthirsty GM. And I have no more gold coins. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, just so you know, you guys have the ability to give each other gold balloons too. So they don't oh. have to just stay in the possession of one individual. I thought you were going to say we have the ability to run away. Well, without an attack of opportunity, <laughs> that might be your best bet because this hound's attacking you, Sebastian. First attack. Let's use a different die. Let's use a blue die. Because you were out for so long that you probably deprived yourself of oxygen. 15 on the die with a plus six. 21 to hit. 21 will hit. 21 to hit. For six points of piercing, plus he knocks you prone. Good lord. Uh, I do have a condition for that. Is it the dying condition? No, not the dying condition. <laughs> it will be soon. He's got more hit is, points than I do. <laughs> it is a rock dwarf condition. So 
Let me see real quick. Rock work among the ancient stones and mountain depths. It makes you as solid as a rock. When you plant your feet, you gain a plus two circumstance bonus to your fortitude or reflex DC against attempts to shove or trip. Oh, okay, never mind. Trip? So it does not apply to this. But it was something that... that uh, Is it against um, trips, though? Were it's against... Yeah, shove or trips. The bonus also applies to a saving throw against spells or effects to the attempts to knock you prone. So that's where I was thinking this might have applied. I think that would still do it, though. I think you would have the you'd have to roll the uh, a fortitude, fortitude DC to keep yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I gain a plus two to that. So you can't see. do it. Go for it. All right. So fortitude save. Let's roll this bitch. Let's see what we get. Is there a comma in that sentence? Yeah, so that is actually going to be 13, 14, 15. Okay, so it attempts to knock you over, and you actually stay standing. He doesn't He doesn't get you down. But because it's just a stupid dog, it's going to take its final attack at a negative 10 against you. Um, that's going to miss. 13 on the die. Got to hope for the hard 20, boys. Always hoping for the hard 20. Rena Corberos. So Rena is going to reach into her little pack there on her, like, like a Batman utility belt. And she pulls out this little bag and she's going to throw it at the dog that's right in front of her. And uh, it's a Tanglefoot bag. So a total of 18 to hit this thing. That's going to hit. So it is going to take a status penalty of 10 feet on its movement it can uh try to escape as an action uh, the escape dc is 17 um so she just hits this thing in its face and you see like the sticky crap come out of this bag and cover it and uh, she's going to use the rest of it to move away but just verbally she yells at sebastian she's like she's like come on fall back let's go sticky and, uh, face just another night at the banging residence who sticky it <laughs> So she will uh, run into the building um, away from them, uh, away from the dogs, and she's going to take up a, a perch kind of uh, around one of these corners where she can start sniping these things should they come around. Okay, so you're moving your ass into the torn up tackled house. Yeah, down to the south underneath uh, one of these walls. Get a little cover there. Okay. Sebastian. What would you right. like to do, handsome? He's going to attack. Oh. And first one is a 21 to hit. That is going to hit all day long. Yeah. All right. And that does 12 points of damage. Damn. Mitch. Fuck yeah. Hell all yeah. right. And because he agreed to not take risks, he's going to fall back into the building using his movement. He will get inside at least to the entrance and behind the wall a little bit. You don't and want to attack it again and then do that? <clears throat> and then he's going to raise his shield. <laughs> okay. Move yourself inside the abandoned building. Con, you see all hell break loose. You hear a bunch of... Rah, 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 and then all of a sudden you see Rena run into the building. Same kind of... Rah, 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 rah. And then you see Sebastian run into the building. Meanwhile, you got this large undead horse on your ass. I, I don't have a donkey with me. Is it a stud? <laughs> What's a okay. score, babe? All right, listen up, little man. This horse has got it in for me. 
We're gonna take this thing down now. Ain't no running from it. So I am going to first attack with a flurry of blows. <laughs> this is in tiger stance, or as I call it, the wild alley cat stance from the streets. 17 plus uh, three, yeah. That's gonna hit. Oh, sorry, plus six, yes. Okay, so that damage is a flurry of blows. It's 2d6. Five and three is eight, plus three is 11. Good deal. Second attack. This one's at only plus two. That's a 10, that's a miss. Ah. And so third attack, let's see. You know, ah, fuck it, I'm doing a third attack. I ain't running. Thing will catch me anyway. He's got four legs, I only got three. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is this is like Mongo punching the person blazing saddles. <laughs> All right, third attack at negative two. Yeah, it's only a 10. Or uh, 13. 13 hits. Yes. It hits? It hits. Fucking A. All right, that's uh, 1d8 plus 3. 8 plus 3, 11. Take it, donkey. Fucking A, man. <laughs> You're just horse punching this thing in the back of its head. That's right. I'm oh, self punching it. Fuck. <laughs> Surreal. ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sebastian is right next to me. And Khan, um, would you say that from my position that I would have a 30-foot emanation cone? Oh, you're like asking 30 feet Khan, out? I am, right? I'm asking. No, I'm asking you. Oh, I thought you the said GM. Khan. Nope, you. Where are you at, babe? Let's look at you here. He's in yeah. the north. So okay. I'm in... Yep, I'm on the north building. side. Yep. On the north so, side? Would I be able to hit Khan and uh, Sebastian with a 30-foot cone from that location? No, because it centers on you and goes 15 feet per side. I don't know the distance on it, but it, the max is 30 feet. So it's 15 feet off the, off the left of the center line and off the right of the center line. That's how they get the 30 feet. Okay, so I am. Oh, what's the distance of it, though? Um, 30 feet, 30 foot range. So if you were to move right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you moved right here, you'd probably get them both. What is this, burning hands? Nope. It is not. So I am going to cast heal, but I'm going to use all of my action points for it three okay you can't do it unless you move though no because i'm within 30 feet no but you could only get one person though you would have to move if you want to get rena no, in that i don't want rena okay i'm i'm not gonna move from like my location okay i'm gonna target con i'm gonna have a 30 foot distance but a 30 foot wide so i'm also going to the horse is gonna be in that. I'm gonna use all three actions to heal. All targets living and undead. Take this, okay? Nice. So, so the I'm undead's gonna get healed too, right? No, he's undead. <laughs> Cause he's undead. He's undead, it's gonna be damage. Yeah. Negative effect. All so right. I'm gonna heal Khan, and then I'm gonna damage the horse's ass on the other side. And that is gonna be 
eight points of healing to Khan and eight yeah. points of damage to the horse. Nice. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. The horse looks at you. Yeah. With a new hatred. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and it says. The horse says. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Ed! <laughs> no, it says speak and say. Remember those? It actually grows several sizes. <laughs> oh, Is this shit. like a red rocket situation? <laughs> it's really so he excited moved. to be here. He did. So move. the horse, the horses moved towards me. Yes. Okay. This is just ferocity in its face. In attempts to chomp down on you. Twenty-one. No, sorry, twenty-two to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Miss. <laughs> Shut up. Nine points of damage. Okay. And it's gonna attempt to bite you again. At a negative five, I rolled a five. Ooh. Yeah. Nothing else. Goose egg. Goose egg. Sorry, you guys want to play on D20. It's gonna take old daddy here a few moments. On the other side of the northern wall of the tactical room you're in. You see one of the hounds appear and begin to attack you, De La Cruz. An eight on the die. I believe that's probably going to, well, plus six. Yeah, 14 is probably going to miss, right? Ah. Yes. And the second attack, three on the die. Did even ah. worse. Khan laughs at your silly dogs. Laughs from his barn. That's the sticky one. Oh, it is. That's the one that got, uh, yeah. Was it the one in the northern side? Tanglefoot. It's got to beat a 17. So it's going to make its its strength check, correct? To get out mm -hmm. of that? Yeah. Athletics. Hard 20. Motherfucker. Oh, boom. Bust that shit loose. Gold coin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because I'd rather it, be getting a hard 20 on busting out of something. It than can no longer on, you know? double move to get closer to Khan. The only person it can get to is Sebastian. Two on the die. Fail. <laughs> Rena, you see this hound shake the jizz off its jowls, come in. The other hound comes in, and you see this large undead horse on Sorrel. What would you like to do? So as that glue-covered nasty hound is coming, she's just studying its movement and she's hunting it like it's prey and uh, she's going to make her attack with her bow. So that is an 11. That will miss, unfortunately. Alright, second one. Seven on the thing. Uh, so a nine. No, yep. I think it's coming around that corner just so fast. She's like trying to lead it, and it's like arrow over, arrow over. Well, you got to remember, this is taking place in seconds. Just oh yeah. I mean, want a precise shot? You really got to take a take aim. I mean, so pull yeah, it and whip it. And then a seven on the last attack. So everything just <laughs> she just can't hit this thing as it's coming too fast. Yeah, no, not even close. Sebastian, you got. Two of these hounds on you right now. Focus fire. Kill the horse, then we take the dogs. Uh, I'm going to take the dog because I did a lot of damage to him the first time. So I'm going to take the Good. dog to the 
east of me. And that is going to be first attack, 15 to hit. That's going to hit. Yeah. All right. And that is nine points of damage. Oh, you take it out. Die. Nice. All right. All right. Perfect. And then let's see. I got range on that horse. He should be right next to me. He's in a five foot range, right? Well, so is the dog, too. They're both right up on you. All right. I'll take my second attack on the last remaining dog. 15 to hit again. That's going to hit. Okay. And that is eight points of damage. Oh, damn. You guys are wrecking the shit this this episode. And third action, I'm going to raise my shield. Very good. Con. All this shit is going down. What are you going to do? I'm going to fucking run. No, I'm going to take out the (laughs) horse. (laughs) First attack. That's an eight. Miss. Hmm. Second attack. That's 18 plus two, 20. I got a filthy 20 for you. That's going to hit. Or limp 20. So 1d8. That's seven plus three. 10 hit points off this horse. And now I got taking... one more. Yeah, I only had plus two to hit on this one. Okay. It's I get plus six, plus two, minus two. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Is it still up? Because I got one more attack. It's I ain't still going up. no place. It's, All right, oh, it's going nowhere. You ready to rock? Yeah, I want to try new. I want to. I want to jump and mount the horse. I See think there's I a rule for that. Choke its ass fucking <laughs> out. Can we do that? What you really want to jump on the horse? Fuck yeah, I want to fucking jump on it and grab it. We got a bunch of people around. They're gonna feather the shit out of it. They're gonna shoot spells. I want to fucking dig rodeo this thing style, down, baby. Force okay, it. rodeo. What do I got to do? You I and I. Athletics are- check. Yeah, you're gonna make an athletics check, and I'm gonna do a reflex check. Okay. Reflex. Athletics check for me is at plus six. Twenty-two. You jump yeah. on the horse's back. Fuck nice. yeah! Now we'll see what he wants to do. All right. He's gonna have to try to buck me or something, so that that gets attacks away from people. Well, we'll have, yeah, we'll have to wait till uh, his turn comes around. Sorrel. Hmm. Um. So. I am going to the dog. The other dog is up, right? Yes. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to talk about this again, about my position and the proximity. So if I turn just enough, I should be able to catch Sebastian, the horse, Khan and the dog in another heel plus damage. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna use all three of my actions. Say <laughs> have. <laughs> That's gonna do seven points of healing to Khan, seven points to Sebastian, seven points of damage to the nice. horse and the dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good one, man. They are still up. It's bullshit. So sorry, I got these two mice here. Damn it. It's called mouses. Shut up. intimidated he is at my words. Your words mean nothing to Damn it. Quit moving What's around. That? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the horse. Of course. Leaves the building with Khan <laughs> on his back. 
Fucking wild, wild west over here. What do I have and to do to hold on? That just kind of trots off right now. Oh, it's just trotting, so I could just... Oh. Okay. And then it slams its body into the building. So I need you to make a reflex save. No problem, baby. That's a fucking 19 plus 6, I think. Oh, no. 19 plus 8. You want me to add that up for this? That's 20. I'm hoping you can. Do you need me to add it for that's, you? That's 25, but you're <laughs> going to take half this damage. 19 plus 8 is 25. So you take three points of bludgeoning damage as this thing rams into the side of the building. Hmm. Do I want to take that, or do I want to get hit by its hooves and its bite and get a kidney punch again? <laughs> I think I'll take the building. <laughs> then it attempts to buck you off. So I need you to make a rodeo check. <laughs> do you have lore rodeo? Um, <laughs> I do athletics or oh no I'd just be doing reflex save sorry or or okay go ahead yeah do another reflex stay on longer than eight reflex seconds. so whatever it is reflex. plus eight come on Luke Perry thirteen plus eight eleven you hang on wait thirteen plus eight is twenty one I'm sorry that's what I meant twenty one yeah I was gonna say because you failed but that yeah. numbers didn't didn't make sense <laughs> so you managed to stay on the horse. Holding on to its mane, does it rip off the flesh? <laughs> the hound goes to you, Sorrel, and attempts its bite attack. Fuck. Four on the die. Oh! Yeah. Attempts another attack at you. Oh, 18 on the die, that's 13. Ouch. So 19 to hit. You're muted. <laughs> For, yeah, four, for four points of damage, and I need for you to make a reflex check to stay on your feet. Fifteen. Fifteen. You stay on your feet. Renna. So uh, Renna's just like, God, quit showboating. And she's going to take two attacks at the, uh, the hound inside the building. Both miss. Fuck me. Okay, so a seven on the third. Um, I will use my last action to give Sebastian help. So he'll get a plus one on his next attack. Describe right. for me this help. Uh, so she just yells, look at his back leg where you hit him before. He's weak. Hit him there. So words of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, you've been caressed softly in your ear canal by Rena, telling you that you should fight for your life because I know that wasn't on the agenda this evening. Oh. What would you like to do? <laughs> right, 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 right. My bad, my bad. Puts down the magazine and he's like, oh, that's... <laughs> oh, let me just flush this real fast. It's going to take time. two. Every time I pet the dog, it bites. <laughs> let me put my book down. First attack on the dog on the hind leg. 15 to hit. That's going to hit. Yeah. That's nine points of damage. Oh, you destroy this dog's hind leg and his life. His unlife. How, how far is... Ooh. Oh, Khan is like super far away from me. Uh, Ooh, hi, baby. I move towards... Let's see. Is that 20 feet? Where's the exit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
did Colin want me to pick up the, the halfling on the way out, or is he getting it? I can't <laughs> Was I supposed to pick up that? Or? <laughs> You're all waiting oh. at the caravan by the next to the donkey. I'm gonna move towards the other entrance on the south. That's 15 feet, and raise my shield. Copy that, Con. All right, now that it's just me and the horse, not distracted by these others, it's time to have a. It's gonna get a little rain coming down on it. Me raining elbows on its head. First attack. Nine plus six, 15. That's gonna hit. All right, 1d8. That's a six plus three. That's so you nine. bring this elbow down and this, this undead horse just collapses like a dying spider under you. Just lays completely motionless. Then the second attack's going to be to kick him where I think his damn kidneys are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I drop down and I'll move to the group and see if there's any more dogs to fight. Okay. You look in the building. Four or five. No dogs. You see Sorrel, Sebastian in the building. Nothing going on. Renna outside of the building nothing going on everything's just seems pretty still right now but so far you know that a lot of shit's been going crazy so what do you want to do so these things can smell us it doesn't matter if we're being stealthy or not well we still need to be stealthy but which way is the wind blowing gm it's blowing from a nice western to eastern Maybe about so, 13 knots <laughs> west to east. Sun's going to go down probably around uh, 645 this evening. Beautiful sunset. No clouds mm. in the sky. What's the humidity? 27%. So even though it's 85 degrees, it feels like it's 95 degrees. Mm, chill factor. Uh, 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 Always try good, to understand that. Good thing I don't give a shit about any of that. Sorrel. You look messed up, man. You don't you give did a good shit about there. that, Cyril. You did good back there. Ah, someone someone help out the little man here. I think we're all looking pretty rough here, Con. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't have a whole lot left in me uh, here to, to venture further. I, I fear that if we go any further, that the entire party is going to perish. I'm oh. with you on that. I mean, walk over. Go ahead. Go. Sorry about that, Cruz. No problem. It, you know, I feel like we're all a little low on on health here. Might need to take a little little break. I I would not suggest we take a break here. I, I think that uh, it's just a little too dangerous for us here. I think we all may have overestimated our abilities here in our first <laughs> foray into the farm. I vote that we go back to town, get a good night's rest, and come back. Khan walks over to Sorel, reaching in his side, pulls out these sort of... They're probably the cleanest dirty bandages you've ever seen. Say, so just take a break, Lemmy. Your mind's playing with you right now. Hold on a second. I'm going to try to see if I can fix you up a little bit. And Khan will attempt his treat wounds. For a DC 15. What, uh, are there any pluses I add to that? I've never treated wounds. I think for the um, first round. It's medicine. It's a medicine check. Are you trained in medicine? 
I am. I have plus four, so that'd be plus four to whatever I roll? That's correct. Okay. Let's see. First time I've ever treated wounds on any character in my life. Getting soft in your old ah, age. Seven, seven plus four, 11. So I wrap you up pretty good, but uh, it appears I've wrapped up your fists and your ankles to what someone a fighter would be using to strengthen his wrists. Wrap up <laughs> your mouth till you'll stop complaining. <laughs> gotcha. I've wrapped a cool headband around your head. So you're like, look at Mayagi, man. You're looking good. But no healing. Sorry. Or I appreciate the army. Con, I appreciate the effort, but I, I don't think that's going to quite cut it. Rene, good call on the uh, leg there. And with that, I'm going to use one of my focus uh, spells, and it's actually a touch of corruption. So for undead creatures, mm. oh, nice. you gain 6 HP, and you also gain a plus 2 status bonus to damage rolls for one round, but we're out of combat. But at least you get the plus six. Hey, she feels better. She's that's not temporary, like right? That, that's permanent. No, it's points. not a. It's a permanent. It's uh, it's one of my focus spells. See that flesh underneath her leather armor kind of close up, and uh, she's just good. Good. Why don't we uh, take the? And she points it. Uh, what is it? Bar Barak? Bar Barak? What? Barak? And uh. Brodick. Brodick. Yeah. So she points at Brodick and she's like, why don't we look at his body, get it out to the cart and take a minute, look at our equipment, that sort of thing. Re reconvene. All right. Think, I think we're far away enough from anything that they're, nothing's going to attack us. She'll start walking over till Brod to Brodick. You said he's hanging on the wall, right, Brian? Yeah, he's, he's pierced through by this... Uh, as you guys make your way over to Brodick, who's, like I said, he's impaled against the northern wall right next to the entrance doors. You see he's just pierced by this large horn, at least three feet long, sticking out of his chest. The body's cloak is just in tatters, and much of its flesh has been just eaten away. You see dry blood and pools of, of just shit beneath him. His or the feet. zombies. What's up? His or the zombies? Most likely probably his blood. You Sorrel. see that his hairy feet have had a, several toes gnawed off. As you look at the face, you see that it's his lower jaw and cheek have recently been chewed off. That was where you interrupted the zombies when you first came in board. In this uh, this farm, you know, as you look at the corpse, you kind of pull back its hood a little bit, and you see the curly hair and the features that just completely take you back. The resemblance of him is completely uncanny. No doubt, this is Berline's cousin, Roderick. You see that uh, he's got leather armor, semi-muscular build with calloused hands. At one point, you could tell that this guy in his youth probably was a fighter. Uh, why don't you guys make a perception check? Okay. Did you say a horn or a spear went through him? A horn. A, a three-foot-long horn. It looks like it was broken off close to wherever the the starting point of this horn was. Everybody make a perception check. 18. 18, damn. Sorrel. Plus four. Uh, 25. 
Oh, damn. damn. Bastion. Do I hear 26? 26. <laughs> a flask 20. <laughs> damn, 15. 15. Well, all four of you, as you're looking at this body, it must be the adrenaline. Really got everybody's senses heightened. You notice that there appears to be something gripped tightly in Brodick's right hand. It's like a torn piece of red cloth. It's caked with gore and blood, dirt. I think Renna will reach out and peel it out of his hand and take it, you know, present it to the other so we can all look at it at the same time. There's something embroidered on it, but honestly, it's so dirty and bloody. You see all this, uh, the viscera all over it. It's hard to tell what's on this shredded piece of seven-inch diametered cloth. Khan's going to keep a lookout while everybody's looking at the little piece of cloth. What does it say, Renee? Can we do like a society check or something like that to see if we recognize whatever the symbol is? It's not so much that you can't recognize whatever the symbol is. You just can't see it because it's so dirty with blood and everything. Interesting. All right. Well, she'll probably, you know, after we kind of puzzle it out for a little bit, she'll like roll it up and put that into her utility kilt. Okay. Um, if nobody has any good ideas on what the heck that thing is, but some sort of clue. So she'll hold on to it. She kind of it, taps. something. Yeah, like I said, the the shredded piece looks as though it's probably was, was torn from something. But it's just, it's got his blood, somebody else's blood. It's got dirt, mud, grime all over it. Uh, you just can't tell what's on it. Yeah, it means something. You know, he, he must have ripped this off or whatever was attacking him. What do you think of this? And she kind of like taps with her dagger on the the big piece of the horn. You mentioned something about a large steer before, Sorel. A large horn? I inquisitively ask, a horn? Yeah, like, I you, don't understand what he's saying. And she just kind of like, you see, she're, she's doing that thing like an investigator, like when you see him at the crime scene, and she's like tracing the steps. Like, do we see hoof steps coming out of the building towards the wall? There's oh. trample marks everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's not like um, how Sorel was able to detect specific hoof prints mm-hmm. on the leather because that was like an isolated piece of mm-hmm. material. But here on a working farm, you're going to see hoof prints everywhere. People prints, hoof prints, wagon prints, everything is just you know the grounds packed and dusted dirt and everything it's everywhere looks like a scuffle even if they're probably if this place hadn't been attacked it would still look that way but knowing that this place has been attacked by something obviously because the place is in shambles can sebastian roll a nature check to determine what kind of creature this horn belongs sammy did you have something you wanted to say yeah i wanted to say that while we're doing this, if everybody's so beat up, maybe we take this guy, take him out to the cart, do our investigation there. Khan is over holding the, the beam to the double doors. I'll lock it up so they don't come after us, and I'll climb up the rope we have hanging, and I'll meet you over there in a second. We don't want to get crept up on, and I know the longer we wait here, something's bound to smell us. 
Maybe the thing that has one horn left. It's a good idea. Uh, it's a great idea. Let's try to take the horn with us and try to examine what it is exactly. Rena's like, I wish I would have had that idea. And she kind of like rolls her eyes. So it takes you a few moments to actually pry this horn out of the wall. You could tell that it went completely through this halfling's body. Pierced into the wall as you finally get the horn out of him, get him off the wall. You see that the this stone wall is actually splintered where this horn had pierced it. So now you have a halfling and a horn. You guys take him out to the cart. Con. Yeah, I'll stay here. Bar doors when they leave. And then I'll climb up the rope that okay. we had hanging over here to the east wall where Raina was perched, Feather and the Wolf. Very good. She's just like continuing her uh, thought from before. Like, it doesn't take a genius to think that if something huge wrecked whatever that building is, it could have been the same thing that killed him. You eventually join your group, Khan, at the wagon. Yes. I'll take the rope. I'll swing it over to the other side so we have a means of entrance, and I'll shimmy down. Okay. Now we're going to investigate more. You wanted to do that, or as people want to start healing, doing treat wounds, something. Yeah, I don't... Um, I know we keep talking about healing wounds, Con, but I, I can't stress enough that I that the limits of my my healing is only so much. I fear that if we stay here, we will never leave this place. We're outside the gates now. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm saying we can go somewhere now. We don't have to go back in. Okay. If everybody's beat up. I say we go back to town. And we do our investigation of the horn closer to town or in town, in our room. I believe the town is 16 miles away, GM. Mm hmm. That is correct. Yeah. It took us, what, eight hours to get here? It took you a couple hours, quite a yeah. few hours, damn near half a day to get there. Why don't we just make camp, keep a watch, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with going and, you know, take it, taking a minute. Or, take or at least take an overnight. Or at least maybe move far enough away from the camp itself. Maybe cold camp it. That way we don't draw attention and we could still take churns on, on watch. Sure. Anything trying to follow us is going to be um, pretty easily to spot if it's coming out of here. And potentially with the donkey that's leading our cart, it'll smell anything that gets all spooked. If we if we if we camp here, with our we're, we're our, each of our watches is going to be roughly three hours. We're going to have to, you know, if we rest and have watches, we're going to be nearly eleven hours out here in the wild. Are we all prepared for that? And that also means that we're going to have to strip down, strip our armor to get any sort of a rest. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever rested in heavy armor before, you don't get much of a well rest. And I'm looking at Sebastian during this. Uh... Can, can we, um, you know, and I, 
I don't want to take away from what you're saying. Do we know how dangerous this area is, Brian? Do a survival check on it. So, dirty 20. You know that you are in the land of the undead. And that may not be just isolated to bipedaled individuals. Certainly after what you saw inside Ergag's farm. That's... There might be a possibility that other animals are that way too. But you haven't seen any really on your way out there. Well, when you left Burline's mm -hmm. residence all the way to Ergag's farm, I had mentioned how it was a very quiet, uneventful trip. Now, you didn't journey at night, but still for 16 miles for the greater part of a half a day, you didn't see anything that molested you or caused concern whatsoever. What say you? And she's looking at Sebastian and Khan. I'll tell well, you what. I can. I'll. I'll pilot whatever you call this donkey. We'll walk him all the way back to town. Whoever needs a rest can take a rest. Whoever doesn't can help me out or take a watch after I'm done. Well, now that we're out of harm's way, for as far as we know. Whatever Bordex had a Brodex. Brodex? Brodex. Brodex? Brodex. 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 Whatever Brodex had to say, whatever uh, that parchment he held in his hand, he clutched it with his last efforts of life. I say we try to figure out at least what he had to say before leaving here. Yeah, let's take a good, good couple minutes, but now <laughs> that we have him, leaving here. Uh, um, <laughs> It, it might make sense to bring <laughs> bring the body back before we do anything else, just because this is Borline's cousin, and I'm sure she'd want to have the body. You know what I'm saying? Even we though we, we don't know everything yet. Yeah, a mid midweek report. Here's exactly. your cousin. There's a bunch of dogs and horses and people that are zombies, and uh, we'll let you know when we find out when we come back. We'll take <laughs> half the mansion now. Yeah, because we're like halfway through the thing, so. So what do you guys want to do? I'm so fine with just... doing whatever the group needs to do. I'm yeah. I'm feeling spry. I'm only down three hit points. Um, Sebastian, what's your plan? Feels whatever he had clutched in his hand has some great importance, especially being in in the military. He knows he he clutched onto that with his everlasting last breath of life. He clutched onto that whatever it has he had in his hand has some importance maybe a messenger something to to whoever needed needed it you know whether it was for his cousin Berline or or just it has some kind of importance but we just don't understand what it is mm. I figured that that would be a big clue to what happened here I think Rena has it out, like laid out across part of the um, cart too. So now everybody's getting a good look at it again, kind of away from the heat of battle. Well, Is we there... can always talk to Missy B Missy Burline and say we thought it was of great importance to get her cousin back to her before maybe he changed or anything like that. Now that you're kind of away from the farm, you got a little bit of time. Who's investigating it? I will. What do you want me to roll? Perception check. 18. 18. You see that there 
that the cloth itself is made from some kind of a, a red material. But like I said before, it's it's really dirty and grimy. But you, as you're moving your fingers over it, you can just barely detect some kind of white embroidered symbol on it. But like I said, it's still so dirty without actually cleaning it or, or trying to get this stuff off. It's very difficult to de discern what's underneath all this stuff. She'll point that out to Sebastian, you know, fellow military person. She's like, look at, what do you think make of this symbol here, this white? What do you see underneath? And she's kind of got like the dagger out, but she's just kind of just gingerly like poking at the fibers kind of in between the blood and stuff. And if she can, like taking off a little bit of the, the stuff that's dried to kind of get underneath. Like, what, what, what do you see in here? Is there a check or anything to kind of clean this off to try to like get a better look at it? No, just tell me how you want to do it. That would probably be the best thing. Gentle cycle. Yeah, I was gonna say as as gently as we can without you know using anything to damage it, it. to like clean it off so we could that's a jellyfish get a better idea of what the image is. I assume we're doing this as we're uh, riding back to town. We're kind of in the back, like huddled up, and Sorel back there. It it takes you probably about an hour to finally get whatever's on this. You know, you, you start getting down through the dried layers of grime. It starts getting moist. You let it dry. You flake off more, flake off more. And as you get to about the middle of nowhere between Ergag's farm and Great Urge, you actually start to see this embroidered symbol beneath the grime. You hold it up under the moonlight because that's really all you have. And you could finally see what looks like a hand with the pinky finger missing and the oh. three other fingers and thumb pointed vertically up. Damn Yakuza. And that is where we will end. Thank you for joining us once again on World of Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We have also have a YouTube channel at World of Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally... Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.